welcome, welcome, welcome. welcome. Weeks was two weeks in a row. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. We are back. Yeah. On by our time, sixth by week. time someone listens to this, I'll have released the ones that I haven't edited right now. So there's like a drought right now. Yeah. But it's fine. But still, we're like, we're in the we're mood and in the groove. We're still, we're getting closer to 10. Yes. Which means we're getting closer to 20. And <laughs> that's true. The first season of Parks and Recreation is that not, awesome. is not that really great. Bad. But the second season is one of the best seasons of television I think yeah. I've ever seen. I could do, just skip Mark Brandanowitz. I don't need him. You don't like Mark? He's I thought he was kind of funny. But like, I like season two. There was one, uh, I was in high school it was right around the time that I uh, had my birthday. And for my birthday, I, this is back when DVDs were a thing, uh, I got a DVD set for my birthday of when... season two okay. of Parks and Recreation. Yeah. And that weekend, we had like a four-day weekend because of all these snow days. And we watched the entire, like my family, it was a little snowy. That's we watched awesome. the entire season. Of, it was hilarious. There's some good episodes. But anyway, how are you? I'm good. I'm tired. But you Dude, were, inventory. A, yeah, and you were, but you were like in New Philly for yeah. eleven. No, yeah, yeah. And if I you count the time that, on yes. the, you were on the road. That's thirteen. 13. You are, and now, and now look at you. You're Amazing. no stop, and now you, well, you'll get look your. Look at this drive. You'll get this respite when we enjoy <laughs> some nice panda. <laughs> some of us want late night yeah. Chinese food. Come on. I moved. Amanda moved. How far? Like what? Indiana, Chicago, any big city? Where did you be? Oh, yo, classic Middlebury. Oh, from Middlebury to Middlebury. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, are. there's not enough storage space. What kind of crap do you want to store here? I have a bike in my room right now. Uh, I think I'm just gonna take it shove home. Shove it in there. <laughs> or in Drew's room. Drew's room is currently a yeah, great room. Someone's gonna move in there. In yes, but not for like a month. This weekend was the Canton uh, like Hall of Fame balloon fest. So we really make the most. I saw of that. that when I was driving to work on Friday. I saw the balloons. Oh, you saw them going off. They went off. They went off Friday morning too. They were up in the air. Wow. They do a lot of launches. Whatever, and they do them like in the afternoon. They do them like twice it a day. Cool. Like, like I think like Friday to Sunday or Thursday to, but of course my family always goes at like 6 a.m. Saturday morning. I don't know why. <laughs> it's kind of a tradition. Actually, I didn't get the chance to go this year. I was with Allie. But last year we went, um, but it was too windy. So we got there at 6 a.m. Our grilling in this massive parking lot in Belden <laughs> Village at 6 a.m. We're eating breakfast in a freaking <laughs> parking lot and there's no balloons to be seen. <laughs> It's honestly like a better memory and it was more fun because they didn't go up. <laughs> but it's just like <laughs> so we like we like made Snapchats where we drew in balloons and stuff like that. That's so funny. And then we went to Einstein's and continued to eat breakfast. But we, we bought a grill and everything. Uh so I saw the fireworks there, that was a good time. Actually decent fireworks. You it's crazy how how many different kinds of big fireworks. Like they all they change color and have these different fun geometries. What are you doing on that? I don't know how to I don't do know that. how those work. Not a clue. Uh, also, this weekend is the inaugural Ryan family reunion. Yes. Taking place Where is in it at? Louisville, Kentucky. It's uh, my grandparents' neighborhood. What's that house in the when you when you play golf? And the, the, the clubhouse. House? Yeah, the clubhouse. The rich people's house. Um, in the clubhouse. And then oh, like, we'll hang so you're going to be at like a country club? Yes, okay. but the clubhouse for the community. Oh, okay. So whatever you want to call that. <laughs> <laughs> for the neighborhood clubhouse, the pool and everything. So I'm really interested. I have no idea. I'm going to meet some new family members, I think. People I've never met before. Yeah. 
So that's going to be it's fun. Cool. So I'm going to, it's called the O-Rock, and I cannot remember what it stands for. Something, something, ovarian cancer. It's in Cleveland. It's like in front of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And like all of us, all of my roommates are going to be on Kelly's family's team. Mm-hmm. And I think they have the they have the biggest team that's gonna be there. They like eighty five people at least. Wow! So I'm excited. It's that's be cool. excited. That's great. And Kelly's doing the five k. The rest of us are walking. Gotcha. But, <clears throat> and just to be clear, it's for research to end of it says it's again not not to promote, right? No. No, no you're not no, promoting. We're not, okay. We're definitely not promoting. If there's any fans of ovarian cancer, we're get out, get out get right out, now. You guys are jerks. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> on that note, uh, what was our word? Our word was sensitivity. Yes, and for like the third or fourth week in a row, I had to ask Amanda what the word was. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, sensitivity, good word. Yeah. I did not, I, I'll let you go first, but I will say, the second I heard sensitivity, I thought, okay, video games, Fortnite. And how, like, even, like, there's a sensitivity as to, like, the more you move your cursor and move, like, a stick. Okay. The sensitivity is, like, the response. So if you have high sensitivity, uh -huh. if you move it a little bit, your screen direction will change a lot. And low can you sensitivity. sensitivity. Yeah, and you okay. can adjust it like manually in the in the, in the game. That's the first thing. But that came I, to mind. and that was the first thing that came to mind. I was like, this is gonna be such a stretch because then I have to talk well, about mine's sensitivity. Mine's a little bit of a stretch, but it's no, no. I'm sure yours would be fine, but I want to talk about Fortnite so bad, but it's I did not. Okay. <laughs> I am I'm an adult. Thank goodness. Ugh. So anyway, Amanda, please enlighten okay. me on your topic related to the fun words. Austin, do you have any allergies? No. <laughs> no, you don't? Because I have so many goddamn allergies. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't understand why it's funny. Yeah, you're good. Uh, so technically allergies aren't, it's not a sensitivity per se. Cause like a sensitivity is like a, like a lactose intolerance or like um, <laughs> if beans give you gas, that would be a sensitivity. Mm -hmm. Um... So an allergy is when your immune system is reacting to a foreign substance that isn't actually harmful. So what actually happens is... Like freaks out and like attacks itself? Yeah, basically. So your immune, your immune system is designed to fight off any kind of foreign cell or object that mm -hmm. it thinks is harmful to the body. So when... Um, these these foreign substances are called antigens. Okay. When in relation to the immune system, and antigens can be any kind of virus or bacteria. They can also be allergens like pollen or dust. And when the body identifies allergens as har as harmful, usually as soon as they enter the sinuses, because that's where they're usually going through. Um, and the immune system responds to this by producing antibodies to fight it off. And the first time it, the immune system encounters this, it produces antibodies in basically relatively small quantities the first mm -hmm. time. And then each time you are exposed to this thing, it'll, it'll create more and more antibodies, which will result in a greater immune response. Okay. So repeated exposure causes the body to produce large amounts of antibodies specific to that allergen. Um, and that stimulates the cells in the respiratory system, because that's usually where you see allergies hmm. 
causing problems. So like your nose, your throat, oh, okay. eyes. Pollen, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Um, so what actually happens is your body releases histamine. So like you've heard of antihistamine. Yes. So those. What the heck is an antihistamine? Uh, you know, I actually didn't look that up. That, but the antihistamine. I hear that word kind, all the time. They're the kind of medicine that you're given to treat an allergy. Because your body is releasing this chemical histamine, which creates the sinus response, like the runny nose makes you sneeze. Um, so antihistamines are drugs that treat allergic rhinitis and other allergies. So they relieve your symptoms when you're having um, sinus symptoms, like congestion, sneezing, Okay, eyes. so does it like slow down those antigens? So histamines attach to the cells in your body and they cause the, the cells to swell in the fluid. I don't know what kind of what fluid that is, but this causes sneezing and itching and runny noses, watery eyes. Antihistamines prevent histamines from attaching to your cells and causing those symptoms. Okay. Your body creates histamine in, and, and creates these symptoms of allergies in order to get the allergens out of your body, mm -hmm. which makes sense, like a runny nose, sneezing, it's gonna like make these things leave yeah. your body. Common allergy triggers include airborne allergens, like your pollen, dander, dust mites, um, food and drugs, really common. Like, Is there anyone that doesn't sneeze with pollen? Some people don't. Because I, I feel like I it's like everyone. People, I don't know many people that like when there's a bunch of pollen or like dust or something yeah. that they don't. Maybe we maybe maybe we're like as humans we're like supposed to like it's really. I mean, I if, don't you, know. if there's anything like. In, in order to get it out, yeah, like you're it's a natural sneeze, response. That's fair. But I don't. Maybe that's not necessarily an allergy for all people. Yeah. Um, maybe it's so good. foods it's good like thing. peanuts, tree nuts, wheat, soy, shellfish, mm -hmm. um, insect things, and medications. Oh, there's so many medications. Really. Like antibiotics. Hmm. That's interesting. I feel like when <clears throat> when someone's has like one or two allergies, they have more than one or two. Like, if it's, like, they, it's not just... Yeah, it seems like either, it's either, either like someone has, like, one or one, none. Yeah, one to two or, or like a lot. six. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I, I know people who have, like, you know, a bunch. I also said common allergy in triggers include being a child. So I guess if you're... you're if you're just, really immature. You're just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you're a man man baby. Yeah. I guess it's... I can't, I can't think of many people that don't have at least a single allergy, though. Like, at least one thing their body doesn't really like yeah. at all or upsets them noticeably. Um, so I looked up the history of this just a little bit. Um, so the concept of an allergy was introduced in 1906 by a Viennese pediatrician named Clement von Perquet. Oh, yeah, Perquet, yeah, he was mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. He noted that some of his patients were hypersensitive to normally innocuous um, entities like dust and pollen and certain kinds of foods. Hmm. And he called this phenomenon allergy from the ancient Greek allos meaning other and ergon meaning work. That's a nice catch-all. So. Other stuff going on. <laughs> yep. So all forms of hypersensitivity used to be classified as allergies, um, and they were thought to be caused by improper activation of the immune system, but it was later clear that several different disease mechanisms were causing this. Gotcha. Um, with the common link of disordered activation of the immune system. Okay. Um, just like different operation. Okay. Yeah. Um, so a major breakthrough in understanding the mechanisms of allergies was the discovery of anti the antibody. This was around in the 1960s when wow, 60s. antibodies 
or the specific antibody immunoglobin E was discovered. Seems late. Yeah, a lot of things are surprisingly more I feel like medicine in the 60s was... Well, I just saw this last week. Um, Ultrasounds weren't used for pregnant women the 50s. Really? Or like the late 50s. So how did... I mean, they, there was, they had some different things they did, but they didn't have ultrasounds. So there were more episodes of I didn't know I was pregnant back then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's the short little tidbit Great. of history. So you've ne- you don't have allergies, really, so you've... Uh, you so, like, the, like, Tide laundry detergent? Really? And, like, certain kinds of laundry detergent can <laughs> do it, or at least used to. Like when kind. I was... Or like just, I just got really itchy and stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, I used to just not be able to drink, eat or drink uh, dairy products, lactose. Oh yeah, well, one, a common but one. But now I'm okay. So yeah. what the heck is that about? Because I did see that milk listed as an allergy, but it can I also don't be think intolerance. Lactose intolerance is the same thing as correct. That. That's um, absolutely true. Because yep, there is totally a difference. I don't know entirely what that is, but that's the thing. But yeah, like a lot of kids do end up growing out yeah. of those things too. Um, so if you need to get diagnosed to for sure with an allergy. So I had this, um, I think freshman, before freshman year of college. Because I thought one year at Christmas we had like all kinds of like bowls of nuts around the house. Because you just have like have snacks okay. and stuff. And I was like eating them. Oh my goodness. And what? And I had, like, I got a bunch of, like, hives, and we went, I went to the doctor and was like, yeah, I was, like, this is what I was eating, like, I don't know, and he was just like, have an EpiPen, and I never got tested, and I just thought that I was allergic to nuts for, like, four years, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I didn't think that I was, so I finally got tested, and then, so what they actually do is, um... It can be called like a scratch test. Um, mm-hmm. or it's like a skin prick test. Yeah, yeah. So they can test as many as 40 different substances, like different allergens at once. Um, I can't remember if they do them. I think they do them in sections. So they like have a bunch of them just like ready. And they just like, they'll either do it on your back or your mm-hmm. arm and just like do a bunch. And then they, um, so you have to have your control. So they will use two additional substances along with the allergens, which are histamine, which should make you react because that's the thing that makes you sneeze mm, and, okay. and itch, um, to, to show that your skin does react to this. And glycerin or saline, which isn't supposed to cause a reaction. Yep, that's good because saline <laughs> is what you put contacts in. <laughs> that would be a real bummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they mixed. <laughs> um, so then you like wait 15 minutes and see which ones you're allergic to. I got like trees, grass, cats, and um, sunflower seeds, which I've never. Cats aren't that great. No, you're not missing them. <laughs> I like cats. Oh. Uh, but I've never had a reaction to sunflower seeds. And so the doctor was like, yep, keep eating them. So I think it, there's like that thing of if you're allergic to something, or like people who have been allergic to peanuts, they start eating peanut butter in low doses, like all the time, every it day. It can be okay. In order to like get their body like used to it, I'm not. Enti- I don't know how that. Kind of like a vaccine, <laughs> where I you get guess, a little bit yeah, of the. Yeah, kind of. The... of. <laughs> Most allergies can't be cured, which is not something I ever thought about. But like, 
Yeah. Yeah, you just have your little like epi pen and yeah. stick yourself with the. You just have to know. Um, so we've been, been talking about pollen a lot. It's because it's like one of the most common things that seems to happen to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, approximately 23 to 30 percent of the population in the U.S. is genetically predisposed to pollen allergies. Hmm. This is the remainder of the population does not have allergic reactions to pollen or mold and can breathe in these air particles without any response. How much mold? I don't know. Well, okay, because I have some... I have some there's st- different, like, genes, genomes genes of... Genes can be a part of it. Because, like, th- we found... Like, I, what kind of mold you I, Yeah, we have found black mold at my work. Oh. And that's very nasty. I mean, I don't know if that's an allergy thing. I just know it's bad for you. I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I guess you might not react, but it would be very harmful to your breathing. So people who are predisposed to pollen allergies usually notice symptoms in childhood, and people who are born parents with allergies have a greater chance of becoming allergic. <clears throat> if one parent has allergies, the, the child has 25% of inheriting that, and then if both do, the child has a 75 to 80% chance of being allergic. Atopy, or at- atopy, can you, A-T-O-P-Y, <laughs> is the hereditary tendency to develop hypersensitive reactions to common antigens. Which is different from regular allergies because it's like, it's not an, it's not a regular immune response. It's like, it's something that causes like an asthma attack. Hmm. Um, so, pollen is a huge allergen for seasonal al- allergies. Um, so I found this article that talked about like the actual like what. The, how little there can be in order to cause a um, reaction. Mm-hmm. So pollen relies on, well, some pollen relies on wind for cross-pollination, um, which is how they get um, weather reports measure pollen count. Um, usually, like, over, it's the amount of pollen in a cubic meter measured over 24 hours. How do they measure that? Is it like a filter? I like, pick up particles I and then see? I do not know. Pollen counts usually tend to be highest early in the morning or on warm, dry, dry, dry days and lowest on cool, wet days. So pollen counts give like an accurate representation. So people who have these allergies would try to like generally like remove plants and stuff from their general vicinity, but that doesn't really matter because pollen can travel hundreds of miles on wind. And things like ragweed, which is just... What is ragweed? It's this horrible... It's like if you ever see like a field of just like yellow... It's probably ragweed in the summer. Like a bunch of dead. No, not like dead, like bright yellow. Oh, you reminded me. I'm also kind of allergic to grass. Like if I'm hot and sweaty in the summer, Mm -hmm. if if I get all like all like be mowing the lawn. If there's a blade of grass on my stomach, around my stomach, around that, well, my skin will be like raised up and very itchy. I get that too, and that's why I don't have to mow the lawn anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like some allergies like also. And I guess intolerances slash allergies also develop. Because mine have they changed. Do. Like, yeah. I used to have mine no problem too. with grass and a big problem with lactose. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, completely opposite now. Mm-hmm. Which I, is weird. I didn't and look into why that happens, but that Sounds yeah, like we're a little behind true. the times in terms of science here. Like, I feel like we should have this figured out. You would think. Just, like, calm down my immune system <clears> when <throat> I know that that's there. But I guess it's hard to... I mean, it's hard to I know. Mean, what, if you, what if you need your immune system for other stuff? Because you probably will, you know? I mean, yeah, that's for sure. It just freaks out when there's certain things. Hmm. Uh, so, if you're allergic to pollen, it only 20 ragweed pollen grains in a cubic meter of air to trigger an allergic reaction. 
Um, Sounds like not much. No, because pollen is between 10 to 60 micrometers in diameter. And if you have that, it's so like it, it, you're not going to do anything thousand. about it. It's, hmm. um, so some statistics on the types of allergies that affect people. This was a specific study, and I don't know if the population, like it should have been a general, but it seems skewed to me. The <laughs> 25 point, 27.5% suffered from dust mite allergies. 54.3% um, showed positive test results to any of the allergens. Um, oh, so any. So more than half. Slightly more than half. Hmm. Um, 26.2 had a reaction to ragweed, while 26.1 tested positive for allergies to German cockroach feces. Oh, yeah, those stupid German cockroaches. <laughs> they poop everywhere. I don't know about that, but 18.1% um, <laughs> have allergies to Bermuda grass, which I've heard of. I'm not entirely not sure what that is. 17% were allergic to cats, 13.2 to white oak, and 86% to peanuts. Which seems very skewed. Eighty six to peanuts. Yeah, I know a few people with nut allergies. But like pe people <clears throat> with peanut allergies is typically pretty serious too. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I know. Like they'll die. Yeah. Or like they'll have a serious reaction. Eighty six. Because yeah, I don't even know how you test because it said a lot of times they won't. They can do a blood test, but they prefer not to because it's more expensive and it's not as accurate. But like if you have a severe reaction, they can't do the skins. Like it could cause a horrible yeah. reaction. Um, in so in looking at this, one thing that I was thinking about was, because we talked about how your allergies change and stuff, so when my dad lived in Sweden, he, like, they, as a summer job, um, <clears throat> there's this company called Allergon that literally their job was to go out in the fields all day and just harvest pollen, like harvest these plants, because they would grow it for the pollen and then extract the extract it just to get pollen uh-huh okay i'm they, interested um, to hear what they did with it they extract it and like purify it and sell it for use in food and pharmaceuticals um what do they use that and for? i tried to look it up because what i was is like is it used for allergy medicine but all i could find was like stuff about pollen extract being used for like other things like menopause symptoms and stuff like I couldn't find that it was actually used so you for sneeze allergies. a lot instead of <laughs> <laughs> hmm and and it is like a, kind of like that. a fad thing to put pollen on on foods and stuff I don't know what that's supposed to do but um so okay. so my dad did this for like many years when huh. <clears throat> it was like the summer job and then now he has horrible allergies, like to out everything outside. Like, really? And I don't know if it's one of those things of like you were exposed to it, your body's used to it, and then it wasn't anymore. Right. Um, or just like different types of allergens. To end my discussion, I just looked up different kinds of allergies, um, other than the, what we talked about. So eight things cause about ninety percent of food allergy reactions, and the first one okay. is milk in in children. So that must be okay. like a lot of kids. Eggs, peanuts. Tree nuts, which includes walnuts, almonds, pecans, uh, soy, wheat, or other grains with gluten, um, fish, and shellfish. And then some, like, almost any food can cause a reaction in right. people. Like, so some less common allergies are corn, gelatin, meat, seeds, um, and spices. Yeah, it can be anything. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. People have weird ones. I had a buddy in high school, like, if he had a banana, he would die. 
my dad like, had to be in the hospital him. immediately. Like, he was like, he asked my mom one day, when you eat a banana, does your mouth get fuzzy? And she's like, no, that's, that's an allergic reaction. So, but he would actually, like, have that severe of a reaction that it would. Yeah, if you didn't get, get to the hospital uh-huh. sooner. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Like, I know people who are, yeah, like, allergic to, like, red fruits. I don't know, but maybe I hope I hope that was interesting. No, that was. Um, would you like to know why I laughed? Why'd you laugh? You started, because when you started off, the thing that was your screen was at the bottom, and it said food allergies. Uh What I'm talking about is food intolerances. Oh my gosh. And, uh, this is not allergies. For the record, we did not do the same thing. So that's why you're so We are so a- close. Agreeing, agreeing with me that allergies are not intolerances? Yeah, because they're different. That's hilarious. Because um, intolerances has to do with your level of ability to be able to digest. Okay. Allergies is your immune system yes. doing, doing funky things in response. That's so funny. So sensitive stomachs okay. is where we're at. Yeah. Um, so I touch on allergies because I was, like, because as a kid, I, uh, my, I couldn't, my body could not take lactose at all, mm-hmm. um, and that, I might have been more allergic at that point, like somehow I now have more lactase, whatever, I have the enzymes required, um, but I remember, <laughs> still, I, I, must, I must have been like five or six in the summer having milk, and then like rolling in on the floor in such pain, like it hurts so bad, yeah. um, and it took my parents a little while to like, it's hard to figure, figure out. out. So food intolerance is not the same as a food allergy, although the symptoms may be similar. So you might, like, you're, which is one of the reasons why sometimes it can be tough to tell it apart between, well, on the food side at least, maybe like pollen and dust and whatnot might might be different, but on the food side, the symptoms might be like, you're bloated, gassy, Mm -hmm. um, sick to your stomach, whatever. Yeah, I've only noticed in the last two years that I have a lactose mm-hmm. intolerance or That's a crazy. sensitivity. Yeah. At least. So common common symptoms include diarrhea, bloating, rashes, headaches, nausea, uh, fatigue, abdominal pain, running nose, a reflux. What is a reflux? Uh, and like flushing of the skin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So some of the most common things that we can be have some level of intolerance to. Uh, Dairy is number one. At least first in this list, mm-hmm. um, shortened short uh, shortage of lactase enzymes causes an inability to digest. So, so maybe maybe as I got older, my body just got better at making lactase, and it just didn't have enough before. Um, it's estimated that sixty five percent of the world's population has trouble digesting lactose. I've seen that in like certain com- like certain regions have oh, even really? worse. I think I think Finland has like the highest. Mm. Like they just like cannot. But so many people don't, like you said, like don't realize that that's what's causing it. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Also, I think it's cool. It's weird to me how it can be a big cultural thing. Like, like groups of people in certain parts of a country or full on, full on countries and in, in like, ge- geographically can have an issue. And also just how hereditary it can be. Like how you mentioned, that atopy is the name. That mm-hmm. It can be very hereditary. Um, gluten, oh my gosh, I feel so bad for our friends with, with gluten uh, intolerances. Um, oh yeah, that sucks. Because, like, there are some heavy hitters on the gluten list that I could just not live without. Um, so when you're thinking about gluten, you were you're losing out to bread, pasta, cereals, beer, yeah. baked goods, 
crackers, sauces, dressing gravy, especially yeah. soy sauce. Because you lose oh, barley. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, is soy? I guess soy has gluten in it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah. Uh, when al- wheat allergies are confused with celiac disease due to their similar uh, Oh, those symptoms. are different things? Yeah. Oh. So yeah. celiac disease as opposed to um, this. Because celiac disease involves an immune response. Okay. Which is why it's a quote-unquote autoimmune. So your immune system automatically attacks it and freaks out. Um, whereas if you have an intolerance, um, you're just... The body doesn't want to digest it mm-hmm. properly. Um, another, uh, a third one that was kind of surprised me was caffeine, mm-hmm. um, especially me because like I really enjoy caffeine. Hypersensitivity caffeine has been linked to genetics, decreased ability to metabolize and excrete it. Okay. So processing the chemical yeah, to metabolize it. Yeah. So again, it's all it all it mainly has to do with like the chemistry of digestion and not being able to carry out that process given a certain chemical or a certain pro uh, you know is input it, to your into you your know, digestion process is it like is it like an allergy where like the body like just rejects it for some unknown reason yeah kind of i think it's kind of in a different way and again it's hard because the symptoms are so mm-hmm. similar um, people with hypersensitivity to caffeine can experience rapid heartbeat, anxiety, jitters, insomnia, nervousness, restlessness. This just sounds like caffeine. A normal day in the life, or just <laughs> caffeine to begin with. I thought it interesting. It said most adults can safely consume up to 400 milligrams per day of caffeine without any side effects, which is essentially a four cups of coffee. Yeah. That's a lot that your body can metabolize and digest and take care of. after half a cup of coffee. Yeah. Essentially, coffee stimulates in the contractions of the stomach and the intestinal tract and oh. stimulates uh, bile excretion, which itself is a propellant of food particles. Um, because the intestines, uh, they, essentially, they know when, when there's food. Mm-hmm. Um, coffee also helps release gastrin, a hormone that plays a role in the motility and, and like moving okay. the intestinal tract. So it's normally supposed to so this be has an to, aid. Yeah, it can also be an aid for like pooping. And I'm like, because a lot of people would say like coffee makes me poop. Oh yeah, no. Um, another thing, like, so there's some truth to that, like kind of like what I just said. It kind of it, it gets the gastrin moving, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and also wakes the in- intestines up a little bit. But another reason is like when you think about the time of day when people can typically consume coffee, um, it, I, there was a good uh, uh, note made by a doctor that said it could just be because That's your gastrointestinal gastrointestinal tract is waking up for the day because especially if you haven't had like a, much in the way of breakfast, um, coffee is going to wake it up and you get a, a, a gastrocolic reflex, um, which happens when food or drink enters the stomach. Um, all this movement to your, uh, means that your colon has to work hard to push out whatever's in there. And it's like waking up for the first time of the day in response to coffee oftentimes. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the reason why like... People associate it with that? Yeah. Because yeah. when I thought about it, I was like, man, I can't, I can't think of many times I've had coffee in the afternoon and like pooped right after. But in the morning, that's it'll fair. be like clockwork yeah. like an hour. So that's coffee. And then, <laughs> that, so that was three. And I said, okay, this is interesting, but I like to... Uh, move more into the gastro side. Uh-huh. So I looked into the composition of the human fart. <laughs> right? Like, cause like this is, this has I to like do this. with I think we should include the... more scientific, like, yes. 
because this has to do with like the like the the rejection side mm -hmm. and like when a lot of like the same poor side effects with these intolerances is like trouble in the bathroom yeah oh for passing sure. gas constipate uh, or lack thereof or you're being constipated mm -hmm. so anyway the general composition of the, hum of the human fart please 60 percent nitrogen 20 percent hydrogen 10 percent carbon dioxide and five to ten percent uh, methane and five really? percent oxygen is methane what smells because that's like Okay. I am happy that you asked them in. So methane does have a certain odor to it. It's not exactly the best thing in the world. So if you've, you know, we've, we've operated bun, Bunsen burners, and they don't smell amazing and that kind of stuff, but it's not the worst. What is bad is the 1% or less that's hydrogen, oh. uh, hydrogen sulfide, or just sulfur, oh, okay, sulfur yeah. uh, okay. uh, chemicals that, that, that exist. Okay, so why gas smells? Different uh, sulfur compounds. Hydrogen side, so that, that's your raw egg smell. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I remember one time in chemi lab, I off-gassed hydrogen sulfide, and it's toxic, and I took a huge whiff of it on accident, and I couldn't <laughs> smell for a few, like, for like half hour or so. Oh, no. It was really bad. But yeah, hydrogen sulfide is disgusting. That, that's your rotten egg smell. Uh, methane thiol, similar to rotting vegetables or garlic, and dimethyl sulfide is a third key one that would show up. Um, often described as smelling like cabbage, but might add, hmm. add a sweetness to the overall smell. <laughs> yeah, so if it's like a sweeter, Man, sticky part, you have a lot of dimethyl like sulfide. How would you like to be the science that has to is studying <laughs> composition of parts? And then you smell it, you're like, that's dimethyl sulfide. Why not? <laughs> so there you go. So that's that's what's what's interesting is how like the exposure limit for smelling gas like i don't know what the parts per million would be on that but it's it's less than one percent of whatever the volume of gas that mm -hmm. comes out of your yeah butt. uh <laughs> but that little bit of that hydrogen you can already smell and mm -hmm. it's already i always think that's interesting like there's a few things in my plant where uh there might be chemicals that are when they're at say uh, one like two or two to ten parts per million. Uh, it's dangerous if you're yeah. inhaling it. Yeah. But you can smell it at like a quarter or like point oh oh five or like something really small. Yeah. So and then there's other ones where if you can smell it, you're already exposed to ten parts per million. You're overexposed and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting how different concentrations, but like hydrogen, these these sulfur compounds, it's very little and we're picking yeah, it up. Yeah. Well, that's time. why. I mean, only kind of related, but that's why they put, they make gas smell like sulfur because you can mm -hmm. smell it at such a low dose that you automatically know mm -hmm. that it's there. That makes sense. Uh, and <laughs> I'm sure you coming from like a rubber, rubber facility, you guys put sulfur uh, because that helps, that helps the old cure process mm -hmm. and sulfur does not smell. It's not so great. It's like uh, the most amazing thing. In our plant, it, it's not so bad. I don't think I think it's worse in the mixing plant. Okay, yeah, that's probably true. But yeah, the peroxide so. smelled good. I think they smell sweet. You think uh, so? Yeah, like like the um. It's a very specific smell, but the sil silicone cure or the silicone like compounds mm -hmm. and then like peroxide cured. I always thought those things kind of smelled sweet. I kind of like the smell okay. of peroxides. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> A couple other things that people might have uh, an intolerance to is aspartame. Good old aspartame. If you want cancer, maybe lower that. 
Uh, speaking of aspartame, actually... I started drinking Diet Coke. Yeah. And I, I hate the fact that I kind of like it. You like Diet Coke? I think it's, I think I think it's it terrible. Disgusting. I hated it for the longest time when I talked to my coworker in my office because he would drink Diet Coke and I'd give him so much crack, crap for it. Yeah. And then I drank one and I thought, oh my gosh, I don't hate this. You like it. No, 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 no. I'm not going to. I'm going to buy I Coke think Zero. I've never. But if I just have Diet Coke, I'll still drink Wait, it. Wait, is Coke Zero have aspartame? Good. I don't know. It's zero sugar, but I never thought about that. It probably does, but I find that maybe, I wonder if I have the aspartame intolerance, because, like, if I, more, for some reason, more Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, because that's what my parents would buy. Pepsi's so mad. It messes me up afterwards. But. That's something that gets you for Another one, eggs, you touched on that, egg intolerance, uh, associated with diarrhea and abdominal pain, Uh, yeast, certain kinds of food coloring, sugar alcohols. Uh, sugar alcohols are often used in zero-calorie a- alternatives to sugar. They can cause major digestive oh. issues, and some people include bullying and diarrhea. So it might be a sugar alcohol. Ooh. So, ah, yes, here we are, back to flatulence. Sure. So flatulence and flatus are medical, medical terms for what is commonly known as farting. While people do not tend to discuss farting openly, uh, it is something that everyone does. In fact, according to some research... I don't fart. I've never farted. I know. Uh, according to some research, the average person can pass... I've seen different numbers, mm-hmm. so to be safe, we'll say 5 to 25, the number okay. I have here. But I saw ones that say 5 to 25 times a day. And man, those poor souls that fart 25, 25. times yeah. a day, they do not have many friends. That's rough. Maybe, maybe change your What's diet. scary is like when someone when like someone really accuses you of farting, and like you don't think you did, like you didn't feel it, but like it might have <laughs> happened. I, there's Might definitely been times, out. yeah, like I just, yeah, like it's not even, you don't even notice, because that's what, like I think a lot of people see that number, like 5 to 25, like I can't remember Do you myself. think it, I can do you think you fart without you being able to feel it? I don't know, I think I farted like once today noticing, but like okay. I, I'm sure that, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, so we can produce one to three pints of gas a day pints. via, via, this is via like the digest, digestive process. Uh-huh. As far as how we produce gas, uh, proteins and carbohydrates in the pancreas, liver, and gallbladder, they're broken down uh, and they're separated into, uh, into those three, the, three uh, the pancreas, liver, and gallbladder, and they're broken down there. The small intestine becomes essential to digestion, uh, and that's where food and liquids uh, consume uh, become nutrients that can be absorbed to the body. So thanks, small intestine, for doing your thing. Excessive gas could be a sign of uh, digestive uh, disorders. Uh, indigestion is a difficulty di- digesting foods. It leads to bloating, abdominal pain, and an increase in gas. So the general term for upset stomach is called uh, dyspepsia, and all that that means is an upset stomach. Oh, I never knew what that was. So the, there's these fun, yeah, like medical terms that really have a big umbrella like allergy or dyspepsia and just like your stomach's upset <laughs> you know what it has a big umbrella so i guess that's kind of what they say so if you suffer from uh indigestion uh some things that you might be having uh, include uh, if it's a disease ulcers stomach cancer so that's kind of rare uh gastroparesis a, a condition where the stomach doesn't empty properly often with people that happens with people with diabetes stomach infection pancreatitis, infamed pancreas, irritable bowel syndrome. Gosh, that sounds like yeah, the worst. Um, you might be intolerant of medications like aspirin, est- estrogen, mm. steroid, and birth control. Oh, birth control pills, no, that would be rough. Thyroid medicines. Yeah, also your lifestyle. Uh, this is big for me, eating too much, too fast, or when you're stressed. Also, stress has a big thing with farts. 
Really? Yeah. They, okay. We realized here, I before going when I was little, before I like even the waiting room for a doctor's office, mm -hmm. boy would I fart. Oh. <laughs> that's probably related to uh Maybe yeah. there's some stress so, yeah. involved. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to uh our body and our like digestive tract, there's lots of things that we can be intolerant of. Yeah. However, the <laughs> The sad thing is that I, like, kind of like we mentioned in yours, like, I feel like we're, uh, we're kind of behind when it with being, able to, with being able to treat this. It's like, all right, here's an EpiPen. If you get well, yeah. exposed to it, stick yeah. yourself. But there's a lot of, we can't, there's a lot of no they just don't even know. I mean, of the things to cure, I'm sure they're lower on the list. Right, uh, compared to, like, a cancer and that kind of stuff. But Alzheimer's. there is research into it. Like, that company that I was talking about, Allergon, they produced for research a lot of the time, mm -hmm. so it's happening, but... Mm -hmm. It's very common, too, for for how common it is. I'm surprised there's not more out there. Yeah. Like you said, almost everyone you know has yeah. an allergy or intolerance. Mm -hmm. I, I was wondering when we would do the same thing. Luckily, it was... That was good. It was different enough. Yeah. At first, when I saw your slide, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're talking about the exact same thing. But yours is more like airborne. Um, yeah. And yeah, then no, in, tu in touching on like, yeah. the food stuff. So, sensitivity, the human body, and allergies and yeah. food intolerances. Thing. There we have it. We almost had Fortnite. We almost, that's probably a good thing to do. <laughs> Maybe if we have a word that's yeah, like really. I mean, you can't. I'm not saying you can't. But if there's a once word, it comes up more organically. Yeah. Speaking of which, let's let's see what yeah what we can get. Transparent. Transparent. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. A window. <laughs> <laughs> Ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Words with friends, episode six. This is Austin Ryan and Amanda Svensson. Signing off. Stay cool. Stay cool. Stay safe. Keep it one hundred.